all you beautiful people, and welcome to the Glorious in the Mundane podcast. I'm your host, Christy Knuckles. Happy Thanksgiving week to you. You're possibly listening even as you're driving and preparing to gather with people. I pray that you will have a heightened sense of gratitude and thankfulness in your heart, especially even after all we've been through this year. It sure gives you a different perspective on the holiday seasons, doesn't it? Some of you might not be able to gather even as usual, so I'm praying that if that's the case, that God will even show up in a really powerful way, even in the smallness and the unexpected places of this peculiar season we're in. Today, I'm going to do something pretty different as far as the content goes for Psalm 119. I wanted to create a moment where you could either take a walk, maybe it's a quick getaway down the street from the house full of family, or maybe you're on your car ride home from work or even to your family's home for Thanksgiving, but I wanted to create some space for us to ready our hearts for this season, to make room, really. As we move into this holiday season, I'm sure you desire, like me, to still your heart and be thankful before God, even in the hardship of this year, as I said before. So when we get into that content portion, know that that's coming. It's going to be short but sweet, just a time for you to converse with God and just be still with Him. Think of it like an extended invitation time if we were all at church together, which imagine how awesome that would be. But what if none of us had to rush home or get babies from the nursery and we could all just sit in that space with the Lord and His presence? Nathan's even going to play some gorgeous melodies for us so that we can sort of just take stock of where we are, maybe to let go of some things we need to let go of, to trust the Lord where we need to trust Him, and most importantly, just let His Word wash over us, which is what we really need most. So just know that that's coming in just a few minutes. If you want to figure out how to maybe get alone during that, it might be good. But before that happens, I want to let you know about some amazing things. As you know, we set out to help Blue Skies Ministries to get through the financial storm of COVID. Blue Skies is a ministry that exists to come around families with children battling pediatric cancer and treat them to a beach vacation that is complete with so many ministry moments at every turn. It is just so precious. As you know, my family has been a part of it, and we love it so much. Well, if you'll remember, we set out to raise $100,000, and I am so beyond thrilled to announce to you that we have made it well over the halfway mark. Melinda called me bawling the other day to tell me the news of the generosity of so many people. I think she honestly was going to be blown away, and she told me this, if we raised $1,000. So imagine their little ministry has just been completely blown away by God's faithfulness to make it well over halfway to that mark. I'm so pleased to announce that she's already planning some socially distanced beach retreats for this coming summer that our family hopes to get to peek in on. If you still have some year-end giving that you need to do, you can go to blueskiesministries.org and click donate in the upper right-hand corner, and I promise you, you will just be so blessed to see the pictures and learn about that ministry. It's truly precious. And congratulations to our three winners of the Blue Skies Ministries drawing that took place for anyone who gave a $100 donation or more. They won a basket full of some of my favorite Franklin, Tennessee goodies, as well as a Glorious in the Mundane sweatshirt and our Glorious in the Mundane mug that's been so popular, and also a copy of my book, The Life You Long For, Learning to Live from a Heart of Rest. That releases February 16th. And by the way, it is available for pre-order now wherever you buy books. So just wanted to throw that in. 
Also, with it being Thanksgiving, it can only mean one thing, Christmas is coming. (laughs) I wanted to remind you this season about my Christmas record, The Thrill of Hope, as well as the Thrill of Hope Renewed version that we released last year that's a little more bluegrassy. But my band and I and Nathan, we just recorded a few virtual events for some churches, and Nathan and I both teared up, not to be cheesy, but for real, we teared up authentically during the recording of those songs because they just mean so much to us, and they really do feel as fresh to us as the day we wrote them and recorded them, and I really do hope that they bring loads of hope to you and your family this Christmas season. So just wanted to remind you of that. If you're on Spotify, I've actually got a playlist of some of my favorite Thrill of Hope songs as well as some of my favorite Christmas songs from over the years. You might even see some Nat King Cole on there. So check out the link in this podcast description to find that fun playlist. Also more on the Christmas things, our Black Friday sale starts on Tuesday, November 24th, and you can find all sorts of savings up to 30% on christinockles.com. We have some really fun bundles that include our very popular Glorious in the Mundane mug, as I mentioned before, as well as our long sleeve tea and music. So check all that out. That sale will be live until Monday, November 30th at midnight. And last but not least, be watching my Instagram for more information on a very special Night of Hope Christmas special that our family hopes to produce. Yes, I mean all in-house, just our family with iPhones. (laughs) We want to try to bring our home to yours this season since we are sadly not getting to load the bus together this year and come to you, but hopefully we can meet together virtually and make it special all the more. So follow me on Instagram to find out more about that. Before we jump into our text, I want to come around our beautiful Hebrew letters together. Today, we're actually doubling up on our letters as to be able to finish strong with Psalm 119 at the end of the year. And today we have the letters Pei and Sadi. The letter Pei means mouth. And according to HebrewForChristians.com, it can also mean word, expression, vocalization, speech, or breath. In the order of the Hebrew alphabet, Pei follows the letter Ayin, which was our letter from last episode. And if you'll remember, Ayin was all about the eyes. So because Ayin comes before Pei, the idea here is that the eyes or insight and understanding should always have priority over our speech, meaning that we are very wise to always pause and see and observe before we speak or give our opinion on something. I'm like, wow, social media 101 here, right? (laughs) But here's the really beautiful thing. When you put these two letters together, the idea here is really amazing. Ayin is all about insight, but pay is what gives our insight actual expression. So it's one thing to see and have understanding, and then it's a whole other thing to give that understanding expression and speak it out once there's insight. God is a God of order, isn't He? And when we follow that order, I love to think that our whole lives have a different expression to them because of it. Our lives speak differently than the world around us because of the spiritual insight we have as God's people. The other Hebrew letter that we'll look at together today is the letter Sadi. And Sadi got its name from the shape of a fishing hook and can also mean to hunt, to catch, or capture. You'll notice that the letter itself, though, is formed from a bent noon and a vob. Again, this is another letter that is all about humility and being bent 
and submission. If you look at it straight on, it also looks like there's an arm raised to heaven or a hand raised to the Spirit of God, they say. Because of this, many scholars would say that Sadi represents the righteous that are the foundation of the earth, as in Proverbs 10.25. It gives us this idea that when the storm passes through, the wicked will be swept away, but the righteous will be an everlasting foundation. This is a sobering thought, right? That when all is said and done, the wicked will be swept away, but those who have humbled themselves before the Lord in complete dependence on Him, we will live forever. I know that culturally, we are sitting in the middle of a very intense climate, and that is just putting it lightly. Socially, personally, spiritually, it feels like it's on all fronts that we are up against something we have never experienced before in our lifetime. But I wanted to share with you something that encouraged me so deeply this past Sunday morning. I was actually leading worship for my dad's church here locally in our little village, and I was getting ready, and I began to pray for our service that morning that God would meet us in that place and that He would come around these songs that I was leading. But on the other hand, as I'm sure you were, I was super heavy-hearted and honestly, maybe a little bit fearful of just where we are as a nation. So I was holding both sides of that tension, which we've talked about a lot, that He is with us, but we are facing hardship right now. And just right about then, some friends texted me a precious little video of their baby monitor as their preschooler was waking up on her own that morning in her bed, and it was still dark inside of her room, but you could hear her little voice singing, I'm my beloved's and he is mine, his banner over me is love. And she went through all the verses. He brought me to his banqueting table. His banner over me is love. And you could just hear her as she was waking up. She was just pouring out her praise. And I got tears in my eyes as I was watching it. And just then, my oldest brother, Sean, sent me a text of his preschooler as he was starting his morning that Sunday. And he had gone in their living room and turned on a worship DVD all by himself. And he was standing in front of the TV singing. So Sean sent me this video of little Preston, and he's standing there in front of the TV singing, Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. And I just sat there stunned for a moment. And immediately the Lord brought Psalm 8 to, to my heart. It says, through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. I felt like the Lord spoke to me specifically through these two precious videos to not forget all that He is up to, including the fact that He has already ordained praise in advance that will come from children's mouths and hearts to silence the enemy in this present darkness. He is always working and moving and accomplishing His purposes, especially in ways we cannot see or wouldn't even think to look for it, even in the praise of little children. And then on top of all of that, I went to church that morning, and during the offering, we were blessed by two 10-year-old girls and a 7-year-old girl singing Lauren Daigle's song called, I Will Trust You. And I had to get up and follow them with a worship set with tears in my eyes. But it was so sweet But because I was able to stand on the stage and look out at them and share the story of those videos with the congregation and even encourage those precious little girls who had just led us in worship that when they sang, 
It's beautiful and powerful in the natural, but it's also even more beautiful and powerful in the supernatural. So I was able to thank them for what they were able to remind us of as they sang, I will trust in you over us. I pray that truly encourages you wherever you are, that God is working in ways that we cannot even see, and that His Word is true. It never returns void. And as we are going to hear in Psalm 119 right now, He appoints His testimonies, even in the mouths of infants and children, in righteousness and in faithfulness, to silence the enemy and to cause His own praise, the praise of our Lord, to go forth in all the earth. This is the word of the Lord, Psalm 119, 129 through 144. Your testimonies are wonderful, therefore my soul keeps them. The unfolding of your words gives light and imparts understanding to the simple. I open my mouth and pant because I long for your commandments. Turn to me and be gracious to me, as is your way with those who love your name. Keep steady my steps according to your promise, and let no iniquity get dominion over me. Redeem me from man's oppression, that I may keep your precepts. Make your face shine upon your servant, and teach me your statutes. My eyes shed streams of tears because people do not keep your law. Righteous are you, O Lord, and right are your rules. You have appointed your testimonies in righteousness and in faithfulness. My zeal consumes me because my foes forget your words. Your promise is well tried, and your servant loves it. I am small and despised, yet I do not forget your precepts. Your righteousness is righteous forever, and your law is true. Trouble and anguish have found me out, but your commandments are my delight. Your testimonies are righteous forever. Give me understanding that I may live. So we're simply going to use God's Word right now to study our hearts in this season. I'm going to read back through these verses and just give us some space to respond to God and even posture our hearts to come around His Word together today. So if you want to go on a walk or just go somewhere where you can sit and really be alone with Him, that would be amazing. God, your testimonies are wonderful. Therefore, my soul keeps them. The unfolding of your word gives light. It imparts understanding to the simple. Let's take a moment to express our hearts to God, our thanks to Him, of how His word has fed us and led us in the last few weeks and days even. Maybe even take time to ask God to give you a desire for His word. There's no guilt or shame for asking Him for this. Take time to do that now. Verse 131 says, I open my mouth and pant because I long for your commandments. Turn to me and be gracious to me, as is your way with those who love your name. Keep steady my steps according to your promise and let no iniquity get dominion over me. I can't help but think of Psalm 42 here. As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with a throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise and multitude-keeping festival. 
This is the psalmist remembering how he would lead the procession of God's people into the house of God. They would only go several times a year, and he's looking back on this, and he's maybe far from that. I think we can relate to this here because we haven't been able to gather in the greater assembly for quite some time, a lot of us. We're missing it, maybe even more than we know. Maybe it's wearing on our souls and we haven't even been able to articulate it, that we've not been able to gather. Our souls are panting for the Lord and really for the fellowship of His family. My brother Eric reminded me this week of how the late Eugene Peterson described the local church. It's a colony of heaven and the country of death, a strategy of the Holy Spirit for giving witness to the already inaugurated kingdom of God. We were made for the already inaugurated kingdom of God, but as Romans 8 tells us, we will ache until it comes into its fullness at the end of time. So let's just take some time to just express that ache to God and even ask Him to restore your soul to Him, restoring fellowship with Him, and maybe even ask Him for creative ways that you can restore fellowship with others, whatever that might could look like in this season. Pour that out to Him and ask Him to restore you because we haven't been able to gather. We can gather with Him. We can have moments like this. We can come to Him with that ache. Picking up on verse 134, it says, Redeem me from man's oppression, that I may keep your precepts. God, make your face shine upon your servant and teach me your statutes. My eyes shed streams of tears because people do not keep your law. So man's oppression, this is a big one. Most of the time when we experience man's oppression, we can know it's not about us. It's usually about their own soul panting to be restored to God. If you can even name those people who you might feel oppressed by, it's a very powerful thing to be able to pray for them. You can start by praying the cross of Jesus Christ between you and that person. This isn't about severing that relationship. If that person is close to you, it's actually about protecting it. It's about putting up a protective boundary that you can speak out in the name of Jesus and just ask the Lord to free you from any kind of fear of man and any sort of oppression you might feel by them. The prayer can kind of sound like this. God, I pray the cross of Jesus Christ between me and then name that person. And I ask that only your love comes and remains between us and that you would restore this person and name them fully to yourself in the name of Jesus as you fully restore me to yourself. In Jesus' name. Take time to do that now. If there's anyone that you've sort of felt oppressed by, or maybe it's just social media, maybe it's other people's words, maybe it's that fear of man. You're afraid of saying the wrong thing. You don't know how to say the right thing. It seems you can't do right no matter what you do. Bring that to the Lord. Just express that to them. Ask Him to restore you fully to Himself and restore the people that you feel oppressed by completely to Him and just release it all to Him. Take some time to do that now. Verse 137 says, Righteous are you, O Lord, and right are your rules. 
You have appointed your testimonies in righteousness and in all faithfulness. We talked about earlier that He appoints His testimonies, even appointing praise in the mouths of infants and children, causing His righteousness and faithfulness to reign and even specifically silence the enemy in these days. Take a moment here to thank the Lord for the ways that you can see Him working, and then thank Him for the ways that He's working even when you cannot see it. His testimonies are going forth even now throughout all the earth. Greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. We're going to flip back to Psalm 42 again. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise Him, my salvation and my God. My soul is cast down within me, therefore I remember you. Deep calls to deep at the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have gone over me. By day the Lord commands His steadfast love, and at night His song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I'm also going to speak out Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. My husband Nathan told me the other morning that the night before he was up in the night, he was unfortunately having to sit in front of a steamer in the middle of the night. He couldn't sleep because of a terrible sinus infection. And he ended up in the bathroom in front of the steamer, but also there was something he was carrying in his heart that was weighing him down with worry. And then he tells me that he started singing in that moment, a song that we knew as kids. I cast all my cares upon you, and I lay all of my burdens down at your feet, and any time I don't know what to do, I will cast all my cares upon you. As he told me that, And I haven't said this to his face, but he's in this room, and I'm telling him now. All I could think was, what a man. (laughs) And I'd follow him anywhere. So whatever your care is, whatever is weighing on you, take some time right now to cast those cares on him. That's what Nathan ended up saying. He was like, if that's true, his word says that we can cast our cares upon him. We can lay our burdens at his feet. If that's true, then that's what I'm going to do right now. And so let's take some time to do that in this moment. I think we're all caring more than we even know. So just take a moment to release every care and cast it upon Him. First Peter 5, 6, and 7 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that He may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on Him, because He cares for you. Picking up with verse 139, My zeal consumes me, because my foes forget your words. 
Your promise is well tried, and your servant loves it. I'm small and despised, yet I do not forget your precepts. Would you thank the Lord that even though you might feel small and unseen, I'm just speaking for myself, I know sometimes, maybe a lot of the time, I feel small and unseen. Maybe you feel like you just have this tiny megaphone in this world in order to share what He's put in you. But thank Him that there's promise for those who keep His precepts. No matter how small and unseen you are, the righteous will be the ones remaining as that foundation after the storm. And even in your stillness now, remember that He is God and He is with you and He rewards those who humbly seek Him. Verse 142 says, Your righteousness is righteous forever, and your law is true. Trouble and anguish have found me out, yes, but your commandments are my delight. Your testimonies are righteous forever. Give me understanding that I may live. Give me understanding, God, that I may live. Ask Him for that, for understanding. We're going to end here sort of where we begin, asking the Lord for insight in these days, wisdom for how to endure as the psalmist says here, this is how we will truly live. There is life in His Word. It's living and active and life-altering. Hebrews 4, 12, and 13 says, For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from its sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of Him to whom we must give account. Thinking back through our three Hebrew letters, the one from the episode before and the two from today, may Ayin, the letter Ayin, lead us to pray that God will give us eyes to see, that we will be full of insight and wisdom. Would you ask Him for that now? God, give me eyes to see. Give me spiritual insight and wisdom in my heart. Ephesians 1, 17-19 says, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him. I pray that the perception of your mind may be enlightened, so you may know what is the hope of His calling, what are the glorious riches of His inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of His power to us who believe, according to the working of His vast strength. Amen. Our letter pay reminds us to ask God to give us expression to the wisdom He bestows through His Word. I'm thinking of 1 Peter 3.15 here, that we would always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks us to give the reason for the hope that we have. At the very end, it says, with gentleness and respect. I love that. This is where the letter Sadi comes in, to be able to offer God's hope to the world with great gentleness and humility. Would you ask God for that now? God, on this Thanksgiving week, we thank you that you are reigning sovereign over not just our nation, but our universe. 
Thank you that we belong to your already inaugurated kingdom and that all our little kings and kingdoms will one day bow to you to proclaim that you are Lord of all. We cast every care on you in these days. We open our hands and our hearts, surrendering our lives as an act of worship. And we thank you for providing for us, for seeing us through in these days. And most of all, God, we thank you that you are with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours.